coming to you straight from the street. This is the Dish Doc EM Podcast, bringing you emergency medical education for paramedics, nurses, and EMTs. Here's your host, Owen Wood. Hey guys, what's going on? Owen here with episode three of the Ditch Doc EM Podcast. I've got a really brief episode for you today, and I'm going to cover three things that paramedics should stop doing today. The first of those things is orthostatic vital signs. Now, chances are you've probably obtained a few sets of these in the past, and the goal of this is to determine the volume status of that patient. But at the end of the day, orthostatic vital signs are really only good for one thing, and that's extending your on-scene time. There have been several papers published showing that orthostatics really don't work. If you check out the show notes, I've dropped a video there from the 4th All New York City EM Conference. In the video, Dr. Anand Swami Nathan talks about the urban legend that is orthostatic vital signs. The video is only about five minutes long and Dr. Swami Nathan shows all the evidence that there is to back this up. So definitely check it out. The second thing paramedics should stop doing is relying on a palpable pulse as an indicator of blood pressure. If you've ever taken a course that ended in trauma life support, Chances are you've heard that if a patient has a palpable radial pulse, then they must have a systolic blood pressure of 80. Or if they have a carotid pulse, then they must have a systolic blood pressure of at least 60. This is flat out not true. And in the show notes, I've dropped a link to an article where they actually prove it. If you want to know what your patient's blood pressure is, I recommend using a blood pressure cuff. Now, I am definitely not a fan of anecdotal evidence, but the reason that I first questioned this claim was when I was dealing with a patient who had a strong radial pulse and a systolic blood pressure of 50. And the last thing that paramedics should stop doing now is using the EC clamp to obtain a bag valve mask seal. So after the first time you use the EC clamp grip, you probably realized that it was pretty crappy. It's hard to maintain a mask seal and keep the airway open using this technique. As it turns out, the best way to maintain a good mask seal is by using two hands. Now you can either use the two-handed EC grip or my personal favorite, the two thumbs down method. Either of these methods make it easier for you to obtain a good seal and allow you to feel if there's any leaks coming from the mask. If you check out the show notes, I dropped a link to a study where they compared using the different methods of maintaining the mask seal. And as you might guess, they discovered that the two-handed methods were far superior to the standard one-handed methods. Well, that's all for this episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And please take a moment to rate the podcast in iTunes. Now we've got Memorial Day coming up on Monday. I really hope you got the day off. But no matter what you're going to be doing, remember to stay safe. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. 
The content of the Ditch.EM podcast is based on evidence, fact, and the recommendations of credible sources. Always refer to the protocols and guidelines established by your institution. The views expressed are those of Owen Wood and Ditch.EM in their entirety.